Welcome to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for joining us today. Get ready to be inspired and motivated to live a high-impact life. Now, here's Rick. I'm Rick McDaniel, and welcome to the Point of Impact podcast. Thanks for joining us again today as we continue in this focus on the theme of influence influence being an influencer it's a big word these days people generally associate it with social media influencers but certainly has a lot more than that concept the idea that we all have influence and that's what we talked about in the first episode and then we talked about how can we have a positive influence in people's lives Today, I want to talk about how you can change your influence. That if you don't have the kind of influence that you want to have, what can you do to change that? Because you can. You absolutely, positively can change your influence. And you can become uh, an influencer. An influencer of people, again, in, in the most positive way. It's, it's possible. It, it positively can be done. And I want to show you today how that happens, how you can change your influence. Now, deciding to change your influence really comes down to two questions that you have to ask yourself and only you can answer. One is, is it worth it? Is it worth changing? And number two, can I do it? Is it worth it and can I do it? If you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, I would really encourage you to listen to those in terms of the fact that you have influence and the kind of influence that you can have. Because that should answer the first question, is it worth it? It absolutely is worth it. It absolutely positively is worth it that you would have the kind of influence that would really, really benefit people. It's definitely worth changing what you need to change in your life to be able to do that. And then can I do it? And the answer to that question is, yes, you can. And I'm going to help you to do that today. The reason I started this podcast was to bring inspiration and motivation into people's lives and to give very practical, pragmatic ways for you to be able to do the various things that we talk about, whether it's how to be successful, how to be happy, how to have less stress, or today influence, whatever major themes that we've tackled and many more that we will tackle, it's always going to be, here's how you can do it. It's not going to be, hey, you need to be this way or you need to do this and good luck with that. That's never going to happen. I'm never going to do that. I'm always going to provide you with tools and strategies and ways for you to be able to do whatever it is that that we we have to be talking about. So when you fail to change, it's not because you can't, it's just because you won't. I mean, that's what I want to just inspire you with today, get you to consider today. You can change. If you want to, you can. You absolutely positively can. And I've, I've had the joy of spending years in leadership and in the Christian world watching people 
I mean thousands of people, change their lives in a more positive way. I just was talking on the phone yesterday with someone who I've known for probably close to 20 years. And when I first met him, in terms of where his life was at and where he is at today, it is just amazing. It's amazing the change and the transformation in his life. I've seen it. I've seen it time and time and time again. And I know that it can happen. I'm absolutely positively convinced it can happen. And so it really comes down to certain key areas that you have to change. So let's look at the first one, changing your self-concept. When you change your self-concept, you will change your influence. It's that simple. You change your self-concept, your influence changes. It's really impossible to have a positive influence with an unhealthy self-concept. Those two things just, they just don't work together. They don't, they don't compute. If you're going to have a positive influence, you've got to have a healthy self-concept. Now, your self-concept comes from, you know, the ways that you've learned to think about yourself. And that is not formed overnight, but over years, over time. How do you think about yourself? And how do you believe that others think about you? Two gigantic areas. How do you think about yourself and, and how do you think others think about you? Because whatever the answers are to those two questions determine whether you have what I would simply call a healthy self-concept. And if you think of yourself as a failure or as a loser or as a screw-up, or if you think others see you that way or perceive you to be that way as a, a failure or a poser or whatever, that impacts your ability to have a positive influence. Many of the thoughts that we have about ourselves are, I would say, either inaccurate or even incomplete. Inaccurate because it's just not, they're just not right or fair. They, they've been formed in, in our minds and they're not really true. And some of them aren't true because they're not true today. They may have been true at one point in our lives, but they're no longer true today. And yet we hold on to those. And we'll talk more about that in a moment. And then the idea that they're just incomplete. There, there's not a, a fullness. There is something about the way human beings are wired up that we, we tend to gravitate so quickly to the negative rather than to the positive. That it's easier to believe the bad stuff than it is the good stuff. And it's just absolutely a fact. Just, just look what's happening right now with this uh, COVID-19, right? This coronavirus. And just look at how the media is covering it and just how the response is overall. It's really remarkable. The amount of people that have actually died. Now, again, I'm recording this and, you know, things can change. 
in the days that follow, but it's a is extremely low number. It's frankly lower than the amount of people that died in the tornadoes in Tennessee, for instance. Just to give it an you know, just to give it some kind of perspective. And the reality is that the experts are saying that for 80% of people, there's just virtually no chance that this would affect you at all. I mean, this is not Ebola where like your insides start bleeding and blood starts coming out of your mouth and you're a goner. I mean, this is just not that kind of thing. Now, I I, I don't want to be accused of downplaying it. I, I'm not downplaying it. I'm trying to bring a, a sense of, of uh, balance to it and, and a sense of uh, normalcy. Then you've got, you know, maybe 15% of people that may have some degree of challenge and then 5% that there there might be a serious challenge. And of the 5%, uh, uh, even those 5% won't die. Experts say maybe 1%, maybe 2 maybe less than that. But it's remarkable just how this fear spreads and everyone's just, you know, wearing these masks when the experts say that the only people that should wear those are, are people that are sick, <laughs> people that are coughing and sneezing and just the, the run on grocery stores and just all kinds of things that just, again, indicate what can happen when we just you know, don't have the complete story or don't receive or accept the complete story about the way things really are and how we let our fears just overwhelm us. I mean, it's just remarkable that, that, that some of the things that, that people are doing, it's just incredible. And people say, well, I have young children and, and you know, that's that's definitely concerning, except that for some reason, at least so far, the children seem to be very, very resistant and are not getting sick. But even if even if that were to change, that that would change in such an enormous way or systemic way is just highly unlikely. Now, I'm not a medical doctor, but I I've got a do have my three degrees and I got a research methodology that I've used for years and years. And when I do the research, it just doesn't add up. And so the same kind of thing happens to us where we just really allow partial knowledge or inaccurate information or emotions to overwhelm proper thought, good thought. What we choose to believe, again, about ourselves means replacing old ideas with new ones, choosing to see ourselves differently. And you can do that. Just like right now, you could choose to just have a different stance on this whole coronavirus thing and say, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to go nuts on this and go crazy about this. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to cancel travel and, and you know, except, I mean, in certain places, but you know, I'm getting on a, myself, I'm getting on a plane in a few days. I'm not about to not do that. And then, the, and then about a week and a half later, I'm going to get on another plane. And unless something radically different happens or changes, I'm not going to let my life 
I'm going to go to a sporting event in a couple weeks. I'm not going to stop doing that. And I hope that they don't cancel events unless there is just an enormous amount of information that would support that. So again, how can we think about ourselves and not allow ourselves to just get overwhelmed with things that cause us to believe what isn't true? So let's move now from the idea of changing your self-concept to changing your past perceptions, because there's certainly a linkage. People choose what they do based on what they think will happen to them as a result. That is what human beings do. What will happen to me as a result? And the place that people go to determine this is their past perceptions. Their past perceptions. We make decisions about the future based on our past perceptions. So it begins by understanding how we process sights, sounds, feelings in our past. How do we process that? How do we think about that? For instance, what's your personal history in terms of like some following areas, birth order? What, what's, what's the birth order? Where, where, where do you land in your family? What about your parents' marriage? Stayed together, divorced, abusive. What about moves? Moves that you made in childhood, moves that you've made up to this point in your life. What about illnesses? Ever struggled with any kind of major illness, hospitalization? What about accidents? Anything happened to you in terms of a trauma? All of these things form our perceptions based on these past experiences. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of those things. I mean, you're born in whatever, your middle child, your middle child, your firstborn, your firstborn, your lastborn, your lastborn, your parents, you have no control over their marriage, that they could stay together, get married, there was abuse, that's not on you. Moves, many of the moves, maybe you had no control over. Illnesses, what can you do about that? Accidents, accidents happen, they're not planned. That's the opposite of planning, is an accident. So this isn't about, oh, if only this. No, this is simply, how do I interpret what has happened? How do I interpret what has happened? And there's really two ways you can do it, creatively or destructively. You can look at your past and you can see it in a creative way or in a destructive way. For instance, destructively would be to do the thing that I was just talking about not doing, somehow taking blame as if, you know, it's your responsibility what your birth order is in your family or how, or the or your parents' marriage or blaming yourself for something that was simply accidental. I mean, things happen. We all, I'll never forget, I never hit a car in all my years of driving until a couple years ago. I mean, years and years of driving an automobile, I never once hit another car. And then I had an accident. And it really upset me for a little while, really bothered me. There's a young lady driving the car, and man, I was concerned that she was hurt. Thankfully, she wasn't. 
but it was a, it was really you know a disturbing experience but again i came to realize and you know who helped me with this amazingly was the insurance people i was talking to them you know all the years that you know i've had insurance with you guys i've never had an accident and and um then the lady said to me well you know um it happens. That's what insurance is for. You know, one time in all these years, pretty good. You know, and she was sort of trying to cheer me up like, hey, accidents happen. And they do. They do. So we can look at things constructively, creatively, or destructively. It's it's really a choice that we make. Now, I, I have a, a line I've used in the past. And in fact, there's a, there's a, a line, of, a, an actual retail line of like 10 of cards like greeting cards that are out with some of my sayings and and one of them has to do with this idea that what determines our influence more than anything else is what we choose to remember and forget what do we choose to remember what do we choose to forget it's it's big friends really really big it you really need to ponder this like what do you choose to remember and what do you choose to forget if you choose to remember the, the negative things and the, the the mistakes of the past and the things that are beyond your control and the accidents, that is going to that's going to be how your perceptions of your of your life are formed. Or you can choose to remember the good things and just forget the things of the past. We all Again, just did the regrets, right? Top 10 regrets last episode. We all have regrets about things that have happened, and, and they're more than just the top 10. There can be, you know, small regrets, but enough of those small regrets add up to something big. Or you can simply say to yourself, hey, you know, I'm, I just choose not to remember that stuff, and I choose to remember the, the good things. The feelings we have about our past cause us to be more positive or negative about life. It's just that simple. How we feel about what has happened, how we perceive what has taken place in our life up to this point. There is no perfect person. There is no one who would look back and say, oh, I wouldn't change a thing. Everything's great. Of course not. But we have the ability to change our past perceptions. Your influence is determined by what you choose to remember and what you choose to forget. And you say, I'm going to remember the good stuff. I'm going to remember the, the positive experiences. I'm going to stick to that instead of running the script in my mind over and over again of the screw-ups and the mistakes and the failures and the accidents and the setbacks. That cannot lead to a positive influence on other people's lives. And conversely, if you choose to remember the good things, the achievements, the successes, if you choose to dwell on the moments of love and happiness and joy, then that will, again, be how you then influence other people, how your influence touches other people's lives. And it comes down to how you perceive your, your past, your past experiences. Now, as you're listening today, you may think, you know, this is all well and good, Rick, but, you know, how do I do this? You know, how can I make these sort of changes to my self-concept and choose to look at my past differently? I mean, how do I do that? 
it's uh, it's not something that just happens overnight, and and it isn't something that happens overnight. I believe that the easiest and most effective way for this to happen, for for your influence to change in a more positive direction, is to get God's help in the process. To make these sorts of changes, I think, requires a spiritual change. And maybe you've had that experience and maybe you haven't. But when we accept God's forgiveness, when we receive into our lives God's grace, it changes us from the inside out. That's why Jesus said uh, the phrase, you're born again. You must be born again. Because it is, it's like a, a new experience. You're born physically and then you're born spiritually. And that's what that means. And so what happens is that as you are made alive spiritually and you begin to receive God's peace into your life, it, it changes you. And when you realize that you can be forgiven of your past, it frees you in an incredible way. And when you begin to see yourself as loved by God, as valuable, as someone who is unique, and that God has a particular purpose and plan for your life, which is different than every other person on this earth, that process is remarkable, and it leads then to a change in your self-concept and how you perceive your past. And so that spiritual transformation has a, uh, a, a mental impact in terms of your mental processes. And then as you continue to begin to apply the principles of the Bible, the teachings of Jesus, as you begin to apply those into your everyday life, into your lifestyle, you see a change. You see a change in your life. As you become more loving person, as you become a more forgiving person because you have received God's love and forgiveness yourself, as you become a more compassionate person, all of these changes then have an enormously positive impact on you and then on your influence over other people. You, you have God's help to, to deal with your feelings and your thoughts in, in a way that is uh, positive, in a way that is appropriate. You don't have an inappropriate amount of guilt. Now, again, there is something called, you know, conviction where God's spirit convicts you when you've done something wrong. That's, that, that is legit for sure. But when you have recognized the, the error of your ways and you've asked for forgiveness, any, any sort of latent guilt that sticks around is simply not 
not true. It's not forgiveness means forgiveness. Forgiveness. God says it's like uh, it's been thrown into into the sea. It's like it. Well, if you toss something in the ocean, good luck finding it. I mean, that's the that's one of the scriptures in the Bible to describe how God forgives us. That God forgives us in that way. And obviously, the most significant event in history, which is the the, the death on the cross of Jesus and the resurrection. That that's the message. That's the gospel message. God forgives us through Jesus Christ's sacrifice, and then the resurrection of Jesus proves the the victory over over death and sin. So we don't have to live with guilt, and that is a remarkable change that happens in our lives, and that helps us then to perceive our past differently. It helps us then to be able to have a healthier self-concept. How we we can we don't become arrogant, but we have a healthy concept of who we are. We recognize that we're far from perfect, but at the same time that God loves us, forgives us, that we're unique, special, that God has given us particular gifts and talents. And that God places in our lives unique opportunities. Doesn't make us better than anyone else, but it certainly doesn't make us worse than anyone else. And so then we have something to offer to people. We have something that we can share that is positive. That influence then marks our life and it marks it in, in, in a very good way. And so that's how this change can take place. And I don't know of any better way for that to happen than by even even counseling and therapy, which I believe has great value, by the way, and can certainly help you in these areas of past perceptions and self-concept. But this issue of forgiveness, of ultimate forgiveness, that's something that you, you can't gain in therapy. That, that can only be gained in, in a relationship with 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 God through Jesus Christ. And there's something incredibly freeing about that experience. And I would just encourage you to pursue that. And it's just as simple as asking God for forgiveness. I mean, you, you don't have to go to a church or to a pastor to do that. I mean, you certainly can. There's great value in that. That may be the, the best route to take, but I mean, you can, you can just ask God. I mean, prayer is nothing more than communication with God. And you can do that anytime you want. Anytime you want, you can ask for God's forgiveness. And what's exciting is that it's the Bible says that if we ask, we will be forgiven. There's not a there's no qual qualification there, you know. Gotta do this or that, the other. No, if you ask for forgiveness, you'll be forgiven. So this is really how it happens. And then it doesn't happen overnight, but boy, it sure can happen. And I've seen it happen, as I said earlier, time and time and time again. And, and as it continues to happen, your influence changes. And it changes in a very, very, very positive way. And I hope that you will, going back to our initial questions, you know, that you'll believe it's worth it and that you believe that you can do it because you positively can. And I hope that you'll start that today. Hey, before we leave, I just, again, want to just share with you just some thoughts. Uh, RickMcDaniel.com, number one place to go for information about uh, my writing, speaking, 
weekly devotional, all those sorts of things you can get. That's the spot to go to. My new book, You Got Style, How Discovering Your Personal Style Impacts Your Faith, Family Finances, and much more is available in all forms, soft cover, hard cover, ebook, audio book, and I, I just encourage you to get it. If you've read it, love to have a review on Amazon or Goodreads. Love for you to give a, 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 a rating here on Point of Impact Podcast so more and more people can learn about it and, and be, again, impacted by the inspiration and the motivation that comes each and every week as we cover these topics that are so uh, important and vital and, and that people care so much about. And uh, as well as these one-off episodes that I'll do like last week's regrets and different things like that, that can really, really, really uh, be helpful to folks. So anything you can share on social media about that as well is uh, greatly appreciated. And I enjoy each and every week the opportunity to just spend uh, a half an hour or so with you and just share some of the insights that I've uncovered through the years of experience and research and hope that it benefits you and, and helps you in various ways and other things that I've done, whether spoken or written, I'd love for you to be able to take advantage of those opportunities as well. And I encourage you to uh, seek those out too. And until next week, it's been great to be with you and look forward to seeing you again. You've been listening to the Point of Impact podcast with Rick McDaniel. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.